Thank you, Pastor Nikki. Thank you, team. And good morning, everyone. How are you all? Great, good, amazing. Well, I hope all of you are great. And if you're not, I hope by the end of today you are. And if not, we'll keep doing it together. Amen? Amen. This morning, uh, I'm going to jump straight into it. And I've entitled uh, my message this morning for us all, The Servant King. The Servant King. Uh, started this year, I introduced uh, the series of The Way of the King. And uh, we worked through uh, a couple of different uh, ideas of how Jesus has uh, not just uh, shown us to live, but He's commanded us to live, uh, and also why we should live the way uh, Jesus has encouraged, encouraged us to live in Scripture. Uh, sometimes exampled by him, uh, sometimes exampled by his disciples, but there is a way to live that causes us to go with the grain, so to speak, the way that he has asked us to do it, and it's a blessed way. And uh, there's alternatives, there's other ways to live, and uh, but they are going sometimes against the grain, uh, or maybe just stagnantly uh, not going anywhere. But uh, Jesus has told us uh, that he's come to give us life, and give us life abundant. And uh, life, I believe, is our salvation. That uh, We can't do anything to get that one other than place our faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, but then it's up to us to access what Jesus promised above and beyond that, which is abundant life. And uh, you've heard me say it before, and I'll say it again now, that uh, being a Christian doesn't make life easy. It just makes life easier. It is so much easier doing life with Jesus than without Him. And uh, we then looked at the idea of uh, staying close to God. And uh, to be like God, we have to spend time with God and how to get close, how to stay close, how to walk close with God. And uh, this morning is going to be following His example as a servant king. Uh, There's a story uh, of a young woman who wanted to go to college and uh, so she's super excited and she gets to the application process and fills out the form and uh, gets a little bit disheartened when she gets to this last question on the bottom of the form to head off to college. And it said, are you a leader? And uh, now she's thinking, oh no, if I'm not a leader, then you know, they're probably not going to welcome me into their college and, you know, being very conscientious and, and truthful She's like, I've I got to click no. So she clicked no and uh, submitted the, the form to, to go to college and uh, was waiting for that response, waiting to see if she was accepted to be able to go to college and study. And uh, check out the response that she got uh, from this college. Dear applicant, a study of the application forms reveals that this year our college will have 1,452 new leaders. We are accepting you because we feel it is imperative that they have at least one follower. (laughs) How cool is that? She got in and uh, pays to be truthful, always. You know, my favorite uh, saying, uh, I tried to find out who uh, this was uh, first uh, stated by or, you know, who first claimed to, to make this statement. But every time I've ever tried to research uh, it, it always comes up unknown. And, uh, and it's this, the truth may not be popular, but it's always right. It's always right. And uh, I had to learn that as a young man, that uh, lying was not good. And it never went over well. And uh, yes, my loving father 
uh, corrected me many times. And he's like, Joe. I remember one time, he must have been up here with me. And uh, he's like, Joe, even if it's bad, just tell me the truth. Even if you think you're going to get in trouble, and you probably will, <laughs> just tell me the truth. And I'm like, oh, nervous. And he's like, because if you tell me, then instead of there having to be, you know, uh, the depth of discipline that might be required to deal with that, uh, if you come to me, well, I promise you that the discipline is going to be a whole lot less. And uh, discipline is good, brings restriction uh, into our lives. And uh, this lady had a, had a lifestyle and uh, willing to lay it on the line, even though she really wanted to go to college. She's like, no, I don't believe I'm a leader, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click no. And uh, how awesome is it she got in anyway? She wasn't a leader, and uh, she was willing to follow. She was willing to do what others were going to be telling her to do. And uh, I believe that if we want to be called Christians, we have to be the same. We have to be willing to follow. We have to willing, be willing uh, to follow Christ's example. If we are to be Christian, He is Christ. We have to be like Christ. We're called to follow Him. To follow Him is to do what He did, to love like He loved, to live like He lived, and uh, that makes us Christian. Jesus said this, just as I have loved you, you should love each other. The servant king. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, as we come around your word this morning, I pray that we would be inspired by it, that we would be encouraged by it. Lord, let, it, let our hearts be challenged, God, to, to know more of you and to become more like you. Lord God, that today we'd walk out just a little bit closer to you and Lord, more in tune with what you have for us to do with our lives. God, the good purpose that you have for each and every one of us, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to say this today, for those of you in the room today who uh, might not be uh, a believer yet in Jesus, you, you're thinking, you know what, I'm not sure if I really want to know Jesus. And uh, I also want to encourage you in the room today uh, who might be deciding if you want to keep your faith, if your faith in Jesus is worth holding on to, uh, I hope to encourage you and inspire you that Jesus is actually awesome. Through the message today, I hope to portray Christ in a way to the best of my ability, uh, even though I know I can't really uh, introduce to you the fullness of who God can be for you. But my hope is that uh, today will unlock a little and maybe help you want to know Him, maybe help you want to get to know Him more. Uh, the best way is to encounter Him, and uh, that's my, my goal to myself this morning. Jesus is God. And uh, sometimes we can maybe think that, oh, you know, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you know, maybe there's a bit of three action going on there. Uh, maybe there's three gods. I don't know how it all works out. And uh, I don't know if you ever really can understand God. Uh, it would make you his equal. Um, there's things about Christianity and about my faith that I have uh, in Christ. And there's things about life. There's things about the universe. Uh, there's things about uh, stuff that goes on that I don't get. And uh, sometimes I really wrestle through stuff and I, and I really wrestle with God. Sometimes I get really angry that I don't understand it or I sometimes even get really angry at God. God, how, how could this be happening? And uh, I have to bring myself back to, to this. I don't get it all. It's okay, Joe. I, I, you think about this. If I could contain God up here, I would be like God. I would be His equal. 
And what's the point of following a king like that? We don't have to understand everything. But what I do want to encourage you to understand is that God is good and He is love. And so what I do is when, I, when, I, when I'm challenged by a question from someone or when I am challenged by something that uh, I do or maybe I have to endure, uh, I go, okay, if God is good, if God is love, how could this be? How could I reconcile this? And uh, there's, there's only been a few times in life where approaching it like that still hasn't helped and I've just gone, God... I can't, I can't do it. I don't get that one. But I know you're the best option. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep on following you. God is the, uh, the, the ruler of all the universe. He's the God who created it all. Uh, he is sovereign. He's a king. He's the king, king of kings and lord of lords. But there's a narrative that I want to draw out today to encourage you that he's so much more than all the big stuff. He's the servant king. He's not far away. He's close. He's not so high and mighty that we can't engage with him. In fact, he wants us to engage with him. He's not a ruler who can't be questioned. He's not a dictator. He's not some mean ogre up in the great big sky, you know, not telling us which way to go here and there and not warning us and and all of these thoughts that sometimes we might have, but he understands us. Bible says his mercy is new. It's renewed every morning, every day. Brand new mercy for us. He has gifts for us. He has a way for us to live life to the full, to know joy and hope, to dream and to desire to do good things. He understands our weaknesses. He calls us out to an adventure into mystery. I like that one. His mission for our life is to love people. You think about that. The most important thing in Christianity, the most important thing to God is that we would love God and love the human beings around us. That's the most important thing in Christianity. And uh, I think that's awesome. He calls us out. Our mission, our goal in life is to love people around us. He will take care of us if we let him. He took our place in judgment and gave his own life for ours so that we don't have to endure the reward of our wrongs. But we are rewarded by the rights that we do. I love that. Because of his exchange on the cross, the good things that we do, we are rewarded for. But the bad things that we do are removed. It sounds too good to be true, hey? I love God. (laughs) He is so good to us. I want to encourage you that Jesus is the answer. Jesus made some statements around serving. Uh, Luke 19, he said, For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. And uh, this was the the final statement in the story of Zacchaeus. Uh, I love that Jesus knew his name, looked up, saw where he was, knew what the guy had been going through, decided that he wanted to have dinner in his home, called him down in front of everyone and uh, went to his home and just loved the guy, just ate with the guy. And it so radicalized Zacchaeus' life that he's like, you know what, how I've been living, I'm not going to live this way anymore. 
I'm going to give half of everything I own to the poor. And if I've cheated on anyone, I'm going to pay them back four times as much. That is fantastic reward on your investment, especially when you weren't ever going to get it back. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's something a tax man doesn't do. Okay, we get a little tax back sometimes, praise God, if you get a, if you get a tax return. And, uh, you know, we try and do everything we can to, like, get a little bit more tax return and, and you know, like, know all the rules and all the, all the ways to do it. It's not, it's not tax avoidance. Uh, sorry, sorry, it's not tax evasion. It's tax avoidance. That's okay. Because uh, tax is actually good, uh, especially in Australia. Uh, you know, that road we drove on, you know, that hospital we get to go to, the education we're allowed to, we're allowed to have, you know, it's pretty awesome, Australia. Can I tell you? Likewise, you know, Nikki being in Cambodia with you and the team, wow, just walking the streets, I'm reminded <laughs> how blessed, how blessed we are in this, this nation. Jesus, at the end of that encounter with Zacchaeus, in response to the religious leader's dissatisfaction, uh, said, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. That's what Jesus came to do. I love that. Another time, the uh, disciples had become indignant that two of the boys, uh, with their mum, God bless mums, uh, had come up to Jesus. And uh, Jesus, can my boys sit at your right and left hand uh, in your kingdom? Like, can they be your boys? And uh, Jesus like, look, you, you have no idea what you're really asking there. And uh, that was a whole lot of stuff around that story. Uh, but anyways, the boys weren't happy with it, uh, as, as you probably wouldn't be, you know, you, if you're in their shoes too, you'd probably be like, well, what about me, you know? And, uh, and, and Jesus comes over and he goes, hey, 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 uh, we're here to serve. We're not here to rule. We're not here to lord it over others. We're going to be very different uh, to other leaders. If, if you want to sign up to my leadership pathway, um, well, check this out. Jesus said, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. He's like, if you want to, if you want to be a leader, uh, yeah, get ready to serve. Uh, serve, 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 serve. That's how you lead. And, uh, and he's like, and by the way, those of you among you that want to be, want to be at the top, you want to be first, uh, you need to become everyone's slave. So it's, it's quite unusual leadership principles, isn't it? Uh, but it's actually fantastic because it, it, it invokes a win-win, doesn't it? Because you, as you love on the humans around you, as you champion your colleagues at work, as you love on your family, as you support your fellow man, what would a response from that be? What would a natural response be? Well, they're probably going to like you. They're probably going to appreciate you. And they're probably going to respond in like. You know what? You've been helping me. I'm going to help you. Too much is win-lose. Oh, I'll push them down. I'll make them look bad so that I look good. It, it, it doesn't actually work. It ends up falling apart. Why? Because no one wants to follow someone like that. That's why you can't be a leader. Jesus' judgment on what we've done with what he's given us is determined by our willingness to serve even to the least of these. He said, you did it unto me. So, how, how, how does Jesus lead us? How does our servant king lead us? By his light. By his light. Pastor Nikki mentioned light in her communion message this morning. The light of life. 
You know, sometimes you can struggle with dark thoughts or, or you know, you go through a season in life where it just seems heavy and dark or, or maybe it's a momentary thought, you're driving down the, the highway and, you know, that, that tree starts to tempt you or you're sitting at home and you're struggling with some things that have been going on. Can I encourage you that the enemy is at play in those moments? It's darkness. The Bible also says that we, we carry a darkness. We carry a heart that's desperately wicked. So there's a, there's a real war that gets waged often in our lives. And uh, light expels the darkness. Light is the life of Christ. He is that light. And as we, as we allow that light to, to go with us, Wherever we are, every day, whether it's in the good places or the bad places, whether we want to invite Jesus into those thoughts or not, if you can include the light of life, He'll lead you out of that darkness. He'll lead you through the valleys, up the mountains, onto the top of the mountain, and uh, unfortunately, every mountain has another side, and uh, that's okay, it's a little bit easy going down, but uh, you know, you're cruising through life, and generally what happens is you hit another valley, but that's okay. You still got Jesus there. You can go through that valley, up to the next mountain. It's a bit of work getting up, isn't it? But uh, hey, the view's pretty awesome at the top, and uh, you get to come back down. John 8, 12. Let's check this out on the screen. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So picture, picture Christ as your lantern. And uh, it doesn't matter even if there's a lot of whole darkness around you. Because where your feet are, you're going to know where to go. Now, if you, put that, if you put that light to the side and you start to go, you know what? I'm not sure I want to keep living the way Jesus has said to live. Just going to pop that down for a moment. Just going to give it a go. Could be exciting. You know, it looks a little bit dark over here. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, there could be, could be something I'll fall over or trip over. could be something I'll run into. And we think, you know what, may, maybe it could be good without Jesus. We give it a go, and it's pretty awful. And Christ is saying, hey, if you let me lead you, I'll take you through life, and you won't have to walk in darkness because I am with you. Where will Jesus lead us to? to the Father. Check this out, John chapter 14, verse 1 to 6. Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am. You know the way to where I'm going. Now, Thomas pipes up. And uh, there's generally uh, someone that we know that's uh, a little bit of a, you know, uh, rain on the moment sort of personality, <laughs> a little bit of a, you know, downer and uh, uh, not always, you know, uh, with a positive outlook in life and, um, you know, or, or loves to, to question things uh, a little too much, um, like they never got out of the but why stage. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the glass uh, is certainly not 
uh, half full. It's definitely half empty. Now, it, it's, it's both, but it's just how you really want to view it, isn't it? And uh, Thomas is one of those guys. Um, and he's like, well, Lord, actually, we have no idea where you're going. <laughs> uh, at least he's honest. I'll give him that much. And uh, he's like, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said this in response, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Where will Jesus lead us? To the Father. He won't lead you anywhere else. He will lead you to the Father. Now, that means a whole lot in that one statement right there. Like, He is leading us into awesome glory, into eternal life, into life how it was meant to be here on this earth before we stuffed it up in the garden, before every single one of us chose to serve ourselves, to be a God unto ourselves, to decide that we wanted to know it all and uh, we, we don't need to do it the way God has asked us and told us to do it. Sometimes, you know, that rebellious nature in us, I don't don't have to do that. Well, some stuff you do. (laughs) And uh, if you don't, well, you have to live with the consequence. I I love this passage of of Scripture. And uh, let's look at this. This this gives meaning to the waiting. It gives meaning to the waiting, the unexplainable waiting for His return. All that our earth is enduring Jesus explains what he's doing. Well, he's preparing a place. And it's a big place. Lots of room in my father's house. This shows me that he cares about us. He's thinking about us. He's looking forward to it. And he's making sure that it's ready. And uh, he's going to have enough room, more than enough room. He's working for us, not against us, for us. And I love that he says, I'm going to come back and get you. I'm not going to leave you where you're at. I'm going to come back and get you. Why? Well, he wants us. He wants us with him forever. He desires relationship with us for now and for all eternity. Jesus is our servant king. There was this one time that uh, his disciples were having dinner with him and uh, he, was, uh, he was getting ready. This is the moment. This is where it, all, it was all going to... It was all going to shift. The trajectory of his ministry was now going to be on a journey towards the cross from this, this moment on. And uh, he's, having, he's having supper with his disciples and he gets up, takes off his robe, puts an apron around his waist, gets down on his knees and starts to take the feet of each disciple and wash them. Now, you've got to understand he's the Messiah, the king of all the universe. God has sent his only son down to earth and this is the type of lifestyle he willingly chose to live, to wash the feet of the disciples. Now, I'm pretty confident those guys probably didn't care too much about their feet. You know, probably weren't enclosed as well as ours are (laughs) these days. Uh, Probably weren't super clean, um, they were probably pretty gross, let's be honest. And uh, that didn't put him off. He chose to wash the disciples' feet. I love our servant king. He touched bodies with diseases on them. Didn't hold back. Hung out with everyone. Even ate with them. All the time. Hung out with people that no one else wanted to hang out with. 
he walked from town to town. You know, I think about that. Like, why didn't the guy just get a horse? <laughs> there were horses. Like, now, there weren't cars. That's okay. But there were horses. There were chariots. I'm pretty sure there would have been some other sort of contraptions with wheels on them that he could have got. Uh, but he walked from town to town. I love that that is our servant king. I love that despite the personal threats of death, he came to serve. His mission was not going to be deterred by his own personal protection issues. No, he's committed. He disregarded his own life for our lives. I love that. Continue to show us a way to live and the way to the Father so that we could follow him. You know, it, it uh, certainly wasn't going to work out for him, but it certainly can work out for us. Jesus, our servant king. Think about the things that he did. Think about all the gospel stories. To Zacchaeus, he saw him. To Matthew, he called him. To the lost son, he ran to him, forgave him, embraced him, celebrated him, and restored him into position. To the demoniacs, freedom, he freed them. To the woman caught in adultery, he covered her, covered her. To the woman at the well, he honoured her. The first to know that he was the Messiah. I love that. To the crowds, he fed them. To the whole world, he died for them. I asked a question uh, last week at the end of my message, and I want to double down on it again today. Why is all of this so important? Because it's the main game. That's why. Why is following Jesus in service to those around us so important? Why is living the way he lived so important? Because it's the goal of the mission, people. That people would see him. That people would experience him. That people would get to know him. John 13, 35, your love for one another, will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Love, godly love, sacrificial love, self-giving love, not love with what can I get out of this? What can you do for me? Oh, I'm not being served, so I'm not going to love in response because clearly you're not loving me. No, love isn't determined by what we receive. Love is determined by what we give. Sacrificial, holy, godly love. The way of the king is to love. And our servant king exampled it to us. But he didn't just example it to us. He didn't just show us how to do it. He commanded us to live by it. Let's have a look at this. John 15, a couple of chapters later, Jesus said this, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I have told you everything, the Father told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command, love each other. Jesus took up his cross for you and I. 
And as our servant king, he has asked us to daily take up our cross and follow him. What he did, he asks us to do. As our servant king, to follow him. You don't have to follow Jesus though. You don't have to love the people around you. You can hurt them if you want to. You can hurt yourself. You can put yourself first. You can withhold if you have the ability to give. You can think you're too important to help others. You can judge people and decide if they're worthy of your time. You can live as a king and serve yourself if you want to. The more you do something, though, the better you get at it. The less you do something, the more useless you become. But if you would instead serve the people around you, you would be served by the King. Jesus took up his cross. He loved us with the greatest love. And he died on our behalf. The cross, the Son of Man came to do what no other Son of Man was able to do. Jesus called himself the Son of Man. Everyone else referred to him as Christ, the Messiah. Very rarely did Jesus refer to himself in the Gospels other than the Son of Man. Why? Why is that so important? Why did Jesus make that statement so often? Because there was sons of men that were made, Adam and Eve, and they were given a throne on earth to rule in dominion over all the earth, over all the animals of the land and the sea, and to live the way that he had commanded them to live, to rule like they were seeing God rule in heaven. But they didn't want to rule the way God wanted them to rule. They wanted to be like God. They wanted to be served rather than to serve. And no other human that was born was able to do it. Every, every time uh, that the beasts within us arise or the beasts around us arise, at some point we fail, but not the Son of Man, not the second Adam, not Jesus. Jesus was able to push back the inner temptation. Jesus was able to push back the outside temptation. Jesus was able to not submit to the beasts of the land. He was able to rule them. And he was able to go to the cross and take our place. And you know it's incredible? That what we weren't able to do, we now get to do through his power. Through his authority. Through his sacrifice on our behalf, we are called to rule again. In fact, Romans 8 calls us co-heirs with Christ. His life and power becomes our life and power, empowered to be the witness, like Jesus, in the power of service, humility, and self-giving love. It's why he came for the whole world. That was his mission. It's the way of the king, to take up our cross daily and follow him, serving him and serving others, serving the humans around us. Love each other, and love the humans around us. I have a question for you. What can you take from the life of Jesus and add it into your life so that when they see you, they'll be seeing him? What could you add into your daily walk tomorrow, 
Tuesday, every day of the week, from the life of Jesus, that when the world around you sees you, they see Him. When they hear you, they hear Him. When you're in their presence, He is in their presence. What can you take from the life of the King? Add it to yours so that they will see Him. Serving others. Can I get the band to come back, please? I want to encourage you with this. And this is easier said than done. Because we uh, love ourselves. And uh, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Because Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. But we think about ourselves a lot. We can't help it. Because we're us, (laughs) you know. And it's a good thing that we think about ourselves. You know, we think about what we should wear. We think about what we should do. But that's not where our thought life should stop. When we're getting ready for the day, when we're at work, when we're working, whether we're working for someone or for ourselves, to extend our thoughts beyond us and include the human next to us we don't know what they're going through, just as they probably don't know what you're going through. And it might not be super great. And if we allow ourselves to go through day by day, you know, not necessarily really thinking about the people around us, we might miss moments, opportunities for miracles. We might miss moments or opportunities someone to be introduced to Jesus. And I want to encourage you to take that thought one step further. To not just think about those around us, but to intentionally think about them. When you're getting ready in the morning, intentionally thinking about, who am I going to spend my day with today? Who, who works for me? Who do I work for? Who do I work with? Who am I studying with? today and not just thinking about them but thinking about how you might be able to serve them how can you make their day better how can you make the human around you enjoy life just a little bit more than what they might be enduring because that's what Jesus did and he has asked us to follow him the servant king He came not to be served, but to serve. He came to seek and to save the lost. So in the morning, tomorrow, on Monday, as you begin the week doing what you might be called to do or what you might be doing that's on the way to doing what you're called to do or whatever moment you are in in life, deciding every day of every week, that today I'm not just going to live, but I want to access the abundance. So I'm not even just going to live. I'm not even just going to think about the human being around me, but I'm going to think about how I can serve them. That type of love will radicalize a world. Because if you're willing to take off your robe and put on your apron and wash the feet of the people around you, then you're getting to be a little bit more like Jesus. Then you're starting to think, you know what, what have you been going through? 
Where have these feet come from? And where are these feet going? Let me wash these feet for you. Let me help you in this moment right now. Let me love on you for a moment right now. Let me serve you today. Because that's our servant king, that he would serve us. Philippians 2 says that we have to have the attitude of Christ. That he would humble himself, give up his divine privileges, come down and be born a human being, a baby, live a life where he would serve his creation and die for them. It's a servant king. So who can you serve this week? Who can you love on this week? Think of thoughts and then decide that I'm going I'm to go one step further. I'm going to serve them. Hey can, I, hey, can I go grab your lunch for you? Hey, hey, can I help you with that project? I, I notice you're struggling. Hey, I, I notice you, you've been showing up late lately. Is there anything I can do to help take some pressure off? Whatever it is, serve. Jesus didn't even show us really difficult things to do. He just had dinner with people. I mean, some of the stuff is miracles, but hey, you and I get to do that anyway, so that's pretty cool. Put yourself into a situation where maybe the only thing that's going to get you through is to pray. You know what? I, I, I can help. You know, I, I don't think I can, but, but I'll, just, I'll just offer. And watch God come through. He's our servant, King. Focus on what He did and follow Him. Follow Him, him in everything and we will begin to flow, to flow in the overflow. As you obey Jesus and do what He's asked you to do, order starts to be made in the chaos. The things you struggle with now, I can promise you, you actually won't struggle with them for much longer. Because when we get busy doing what God has told us to do, those idle hands and idle minds a lot of time anymore for them to just be milling around thinking about me, myself, and I. Because <laughs> we're busy serving our human beings. Fruitfulness and reward is only possible when you obey Him. Peace and joy and abundance is possible only when you follow Him. So my encouragement to you, church, this morning is you can do it this year. You can be made. You can be made by Christ into the person that He sees in you. You can achieve the good works that He has stored up for you to do. You can do it. Because it's not, not in your strength, it's in His strength. You might not think you've got a lot to give, but you do. You have so much. You have Jesus, the answer to all of their needs. You literally carry, if you're a believer in the room today, you carry the answer to every single circumstance that you encounter. So it's not in your strength. It's not what you have. It's what He has, and it's in His strength. You're stronger than you think you are with Jesus inside of you. There is nothing that can defeat you. Come on, church, you are going to make it. You are saved, sanctified, set free, amen, and set on fire, and you are going to change the world. When you and I start to serve the people around us like our servant king served us, it will set a world on fire. It doesn't have to be like it's always been. 
doesn't need to be difficult, draining or disillusioning. Come on, would you stand with me this morning? I want us to spend the last moment in our service today just in His presence. And uh, I'm going to ask the team to, to uh, in a moment, just lead us in a time of worship. And uh, this, is, this, is my, this is my encouragement to you all. He is able. He is faithful. He is mighty. He is a strong tower. He's un- incorruptible. He's unchanging. He's on the throne. He's everlasting. He's sovereign. He's infinite, magnificent, but he's personal. And he's deeply in love with you. He deeply cares about you. And he cares about the whole world. So come on, would you close your eyes this morning and would you recognize that you are the reason that he came. You are the reason that he came from heaven to earth. You are the reason that he was willing to go to the cross. For the whole world, God sent his son. For the whole world, Jesus came down on to the cross to take our place. He is our servant king. He has served us and we are to follow him. This is what I want to do this morning. As you focus now your attention on him, as we give this moment to Jesus, I want to encourage you, whatever whatever thoughts are going on, whatever lies that you've been battling through, I want to encourage you to just put them to the side. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you humbly. Stand before Him this morning and ask Him for help. But this is how I want you to engage this moment. Recognize that you are able to right now access the throne room. Because when He served us on the cross, He tore the veil. The veil that separated us from the Holy of Holies. This morning, God, I know, wants to encourage you to boldly come into his throne room. As we worship him, if you don't know the words, I encourage you to keep your eyes closed and to just talk to him, spend a moment with him, enjoy his presence, because he's here and he loves us. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. God, as we stand in this moment, in your house. Lord, we stand here as your people. God, we thank you that you are for us and you're not against us. God, we thank you that you love us. God, your cross proves to us your love for us. And so God, this morning, Lord, we recognize, Lord God, that you are our servant king. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to live our lives following you. Lord God, that we would follow your example. Lord God, that we would not seek to serve ourselves. But God, that we would seek to serve those around us. Lord, I pray that as we serve each other in this house. Lord, I pray that people are going to see you. Lord, as we serve one another. Lord, you told us that that would cause the world to know that we're yours. But God, I pray that as people see this church, Lord God, as they see this church working together well, 
loving on one another and serving one another. Lord, that they'd want to jump on board. God, that it would encourage them that there's, there's a community that they want to be a part of. Lord God, that it would encourage them. Lord, even right now, today we pray, Lord, over the front of our property. Lord God, that sign. Lord God, that is out there every day, every week. And the flags that we put out on Sunday morning. Lord God, that people would see them and know that there is a church here. That your church is alive and it's active. God, that they would see us every Sunday. Serving one another. Loving one another. But God, that we would extend that into our week. Lord God, I pray that we would have a spirit of boldness and courage, Lord God, every day of every week to serve those around us. Lord God, that serving would open doors, open doors where doors might have once been opened but have started to close. Oh God, maybe doors that have never been opened. Lord, that we would begin to see those doors come open. Lord, into the lives of those we live with, those in our family. Lord God, those that we, we work with. Lord, those that we study with. Lord God, those that we live amongst. God, I pray as we begin to seek to serve. Lord, as we begin to step out and serve. Lord, I pray that you'd inspire us, Lord, with ideas. You are our creative God. So, Lord, I pray that you would breathe upon us your creative breath. Lord, that we would have supernatural ideas, Lord, of what to do for our neighbours, what to do for our bosses. Lord God, what to do for those around us. God, that we would be inspired to live the way you lived, to love the way you loved. God, as we love, as we serve, as we give to those around us. God, I'm praying that we're going to start to see testimonies of miracles. Lord God, of signs and wonders confirming our words. Lord God, that Sunday is going to be a day of great testimonies. Lord, a, a day of, of great stories. Lord, of what you've been doing in us and through us Monday to Saturday. Lord God, I pray that you would inspire us with how we can give, how we can love, how we can live the way of the servant king. In Jesus' name I pray. God, even right now, I pray that you'd start to bring names of people into our hearts right now that we can start to serve this week. Lord God, that we can, we can put our aprons on and wash the feet of those around us. Lord God, that we could see the need and meet that need. Lord God, that we could see the battles going on and we could jump in the trenches with them and fight with them and champion them and tell them that you're in there with them. Lord, that we would see hurt and pain and suffering and that we would be moved like you were, moved with compassion toward it. Lord, I pray that we're going to see miracles take place. Lord, let gifts of healing flow through us. Lord, let the gift of generosity flow through us, Lord, more than enough. Lord, let the gift of kindness and helping flow through us, God, as we follow the way of the King. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Before we finish, uh, if you're in this room today and uh, what I've shared with you this morning uh, has encouraged you around Jesus, then uh, I want to give you a, an opportunity right now to begin a relationship with Him, to welcome Him into your life, to start afresh. 
because He wants to do life with you. Uh, He loves you so much. And uh, I know that He's excited that you're in the room today. And uh, as is every single person in this family, because we're all from different walks of life. We all have different jobs. We all do different things. We all have different families. But we gather on a Sunday as one, as one family, as one group of people because of what God has done for us. So if I could just invite every Christian in the room just to close your eyes, just be praying in this moment, because uh, I, want, I want what God wants for these people to happen. And uh, we know the enemy doesn't want that. So I encourage you to just be praying in this place right now. And if you're, if you're that person this morning and, and you haven't been in relationship with God ever, or, or maybe you, you were and you've walked away and you want to come back into relationship with God this morning, as everyone's eyes are closed, I just right now, so that I know you're here and so that you can respond to God this morning, I just invite you to raise your hand right now to say that I choose Jesus. Is there anyone here? Thank you so much. My friend, you can put your hand down. Thank you so much. You can put your hand down. Thank you. That's two people this morning. That's so awesome. Just going to look across the room. Is there? Is there anyone else this morning that would like to, to do that? This is your response to God. Your decision, your choice. But I want to encourage you. He loves you. If you've never given God a go, give Him a go. Because I can promise you it's the best decision you'll ever make. When you give your life to Him, your life is saved. Thank you, Lord. Well, church, let's keep our eyes closed and let's pray. And uh, if you were one of those ones that raised your hand this morning to commit your life to Jesus, I just invite you to join us in this prayer. And we're just going to pray a prayer of salvation right now. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for taking my place. Thank you for choosing me. Today, I choose you. I want you in my life. I want to follow your way. And I want the best version of my life. So I give my life to you today. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate those decisions this morning. It's awesome.